Warning, 30 Screams or Less may contain spoilers about movies that have recently been released. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, come back, and enjoy the show. Or, if you don't want to waste your time watching the movie and rather have two random horror dudes watch it for you, we got you covered as well. This episode contains themes of human trafficking. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everyone to 30 Screams or Less, a podcast where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less so you don't have to waste your time potentially watching a bad movie. Today's film we're going to be reviewing is an exclusive to Shutter. It's a Danish film called Speak No Evil. And I assure you, we are not affiliated with Shudder in any way. There's just a ton of solid horror movies on there, right, Corey? I'm trying to get them to sponsor this piece of shit. Yeah, what did we do? We hit them up on Twitter and they were just like, well, maybe. Yeah, they're apparently talking to their social media team about doing stuff for us. Could you imagine? That'd be absurd. Yeah, I'm not holding my breath, but it'd be pretty sick if they did. Well, fuck me. I was holding my breath. Well, don't do that. You're old. You might die. <laughs> I like to think I can hold my breath for a while. So speaking of pieces of shit, that Avatar movie, I was hearing that uh, they had to do some sort of training on how to hold their breath underwater. Really? And uh, Sigourney Weaver had to hold her breath for, I think, seven minutes. Jesus. Why? I don't know. They train with that. They train with like military people or something on how to do this. There is no point to be holding your breath that long. I'm sure it's a nice skill to have. But why do you have to learn that to be in a freaking CGI movie? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I love the first Avatar. Second one, I haven't seen yet, but it's also well over three hours. I don't know if I want to waste my time. I'm going to wait till I can steal it. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) We got to be careful with that, man. Because you never know who's listening. They'd be like, oh, there's a pirate here. Come find me. Oh, God. Come at me, bro. Okay, so today's movie. Are we going to be reviewing Speak No Evil? Like I said, Danish movie exclusively to Shudder. It's drama, horror, thriller. That's basically what I got out of it. It's like those three mixed together. Directed by, and I'm about to butcher some names here because this is a Danish film and their names are something. Okay. Yeah. So hear me out here. All right. So directed by Christian Taftrup. I think I got that one. Okay. Now starring Morten Burian. Sid Celsium Kosh, Fedja Van Hoot, and Karina Smulders. At least I could get that one. I but think you did pretty good. You think I did good? All yeah. right. Well, I'm pretty sure that's that's all accurate. Compared to, you know, what I'm reading right now, I think you nailed it. Oh, thank you. I think I did. I thought I did all right. You know what I do? Like, in my normal job, my day-to-day job, if I have to talk to people on the phone and they have these crazy names, I go on Google. And I just like, all right, I got to figure out how to read their name. There's like this one friggin' site that their sole purpose is to tell you how to pronounce names. I think it's pronouncenames.com. Something weird. I'm glad you're experienced then. Yeah, I am like a seasoned veteran when it comes to trying to pronounce names. Okay, so now that we got that craziness here, the director is primarily known for short films, TV series, things like that. It looks like this is their first attempt at horror. I personally liked it, but I think we're going to get into that right now. So 30 Screams or Less starts right now, Corey, you loved this movie, and you've said this to me before, and we were like, you know what, we have to review this thing. 
So I'm going to let you start. Go for it. So I watched this movie pretty much the day it dropped because I frequent the horror subreddit on Reddit and they posted the trailer for this movie and I knew right away that it was something I wanted to watch. So day it came out, I watched it and I can't remember the last time I watched a movie that made it difficult for me to fall asleep that day. It was just a slow burn movie. I hate to say it, but not much happened until like basically the third act. Yeah, this movie, it was really a slow burn and to kind of give a little background on this movie, I'll give you a little synopsis. So movie starts off with a Danish couple named Jorn and Luis and their daughter Agnes on vacation where they befriend a Dutch couple, Patrick and Karen, and their son, Abel. Karen invites the Danish couple and their daughter to vacation at their home back in the Dutch countryside in Holland. From there, they go to the, like, the vacation home. They're having a good time, but things start to get a little weird along the way. This is where the whole slow burn comes in play. But I will let you know, portions of this movie are in Danish language while others are in English, but they keep subtitles on the whole time, which I thought was odd. Did you notice that? I did. It really stuck out to me when they were sitting down at dinner that one night and Karen started yelling at the daughter, Agnes, and there were no subtitles, but she was yelling at her in Danish. Mm -hmm. So I had no idea what was happening, but Luis just looks at her and she's like, stop telling my daughter what to do. Yep. And I think that's actually where it started to turn. Like, okay, now you're starting to really see the maliciousness of these people. I think that's where it kicked into overdrive. But I've noticed that too. Actually, at the beginning, when I saw the names and stuff, I'm like, oh, it's going to be in different language because I have a gripe when it comes to foreign movies. They're great movies, but I feel like I have to watch subtitles the whole time to understand what they're saying. I feel like I'm missing the rest of it. It can be distracting for me. So I, I totally agree with you. I love watching foreign films, though, because most of the time they show a lot of shit that you'll never see in a, an American film. Oh, 100%. So just like this movie. But like you said, I think it's straining on the eyes because for me, I'm like looking at the bottom of the screen the whole time and I'm not really seeing what's going on on the screen itself. And it exactly. Kind That's of the fucks kind of with same my thing. eyes too. Oh, it fucks with your eyes too. Okay. So I'm not the only one. I mean, yeah, when I'm watching, it's just like I'm looking and it kind of just losing it. It's either I can focus on one thing or the other. I can't simply just read and watch at the same time. It sucks because a lot of foreign movies are great and they often are made there and then are remade for us American audiences it sucks because like i want to be able to watch those maybe i just need to learn a second and third language you know well, that you way i can save myself the trouble you did pretty good reading those names hey okay so maybe i can learn dutch at least right so that your what you just said reminded me about remakes and shit the original old boy is like one of my favorite movies of all time great movie and then they remade it and it's a piece of shit yeah didn't like the remake wasn't a fan Josh Brolin was in it, and uh, yeah, I, it was a kind of a gratuitous sex scene, but I know why it's there, because all the, the events that transpired in the original, it's part of the story. It's a major part of the story, but I just didn't really feel like seeing him thrusting. Doing this podcast with you, I'm learning the things you don't like. Uh, yeah, Josh Brolin thrusting. I'm just not uh, a fan. The word fuck excessively and Josh Brolin thrusting his hips. Okay. I guess I have a, I guess I have a problem with fucking. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> fucking in some sort of way. Oh, God, what is wrong with me? People can be like, Steve's got sexual issues. You set yourself up for failure. I, I set myself up so bad for failure just then. This audience is going to be like, wow, Steve's, he's got some something going on here. But I will say this, though. There's a sex scene in this, and I wasn't upset. I think it was fine. So It was, it was kind of a basic married couple scene getting interrupted by their child. But 
Like, don't forget the part where this, for some reason, Luis got super horny while she was in the bathroom taking a shower and the husband walked in and started taking a piss behind her. <laughs> and then she just decided she wanted to bang her husband and then she started to do that. And then again, Patrick shows up in the fucking window of the bedroom, just starts watching them. Yeah, just completely freaking staring at them like creepily. Yeah. But that's love right there where you can just like your wife will be taking a shower. You're just pissing behind her because fuck it. And she's like, I'm good to go. That's love. His obsession with coming into the bathroom and taking a piss when someone's in the bathroom doing something. Later on in the movie, the husband's in there brushing his teeth and then the creepy guy comes in and he's pissing behind him. Yeah, the family is creepy. First of all, the father, I thought he was like a weird guy. Like, obviously, just didn't seem like he really had much going on. Actually, that part of the story anyways, where he's taking a little drive with Patrick. He has to go and scream because he just probably doesn't like his normal life. Actually, I think he said that he's not happy. So I rewatched the movie and I didn't notice until the second time around that he was basically driving him to where they were going to die later. Oh, you're right. That's the same. I just realized it because I was watching it again, too. I didn't realize that was the same exact spot because the end, it's dark. And then when they were doing that whole screaming thing, it was during the day. So it, I just didn't connect it to for some reason. But you're right. They drove him to the scene where he's about to be murdered. And yeah, this movie, like this goes back into like the whole slow burn thing. Like it's just nothing happening really until what the last 15, 20 minutes, if that. It's like one of the best slow burn movies I've ever seen because you know shit's going to hit the fan eventually, especially like with Abel, the little kid. Mm -hmm. You know, he's fucked up the whole movie. He never says a word and they tell us it's because he has some sort of disease. Yep. And then, yeah, shit hits the fan way later in the movie and you find out why he doesn't speak. And it's definitely not that disease no. that they told us he had. Nope, definitely not. Another thing I noticed on my second playthrough, I don't know if you noticed it. The very first scene in the movie was that car of those people that kidnap kids. Yep driving through the woods. Did you notice that? I did notice that. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. I didn't realize it at first too. And maybe I must've been like half watching the first time, but I did notice that the second time around, like, oh, that's the same car. Interesting. Yeah. It yeah. didn't click with me until the second time I watched it. And then I was like, wow, they kind of told us what was going on in the very beginning. Yeah, they did. And that's exactly what I noticed too, is that it's good to watch some movies a second time through. And it's something that I don't do often. I feel like, especially with doing this podcast, going through and seeing the movie again, Again, you miss those little idiosyncrasies. And that's exactly what happened here. I noticed like, oh shit, that's the same car that's used at the very end. Also, you know what? I want to put this out there, people. This movie may not be suitable for those that are easily triggered by themes of child abuse and human trafficking. Oh no. Uh, yeah. I was watching him like, oh, this is rough. It starts to get rough towards the end where Abel's being berated by Patrick and it's rough to watch. You the know, dancing scene? Yeah, the dancing scene where they're just trying to have some fun and he's getting pissed off because Abel is not dancing better. And he's like, he needs to learn how to dance. And like he's, you know, ripping into him and he's throwing glass and all sorts of stuff. Bjorn and Luis is like, take it easy. It doesn't have to dance, but he's making him dance. It's almost like he may be a pedophile or something because back to that sex scene we were talking about. And after that, Agnes ends up in Patrick and Karen's bed and Patrick's completely naked next to the daughter. Mm-hmm. Notice 
noticed that a little messed up. And obviously that didn't sit well with Bjorn and Louise. But one thing I did notice, our friend Corey pointed out, is that they had so many chances to get the hell out of there. But they just kept going back. That's another thing I didn't really understand. Like at one time where they actually packed their shit and left. And then Agnes had a fucking meltdown because she left her stuffed bunny behind. Mm -hmm. And then they went back and then she found out the bunny was inside the car the whole time. But they stayed anyway. The next scene is them all having a good time in the house making lunch or whatever. Yeah. And then they have that dinner, I believe, right after that. And that's when Karen starts trying to punish Agnes and starts to just kind of go downhill. I'm pretty sure because that's when Patrick was thanking Louise for helping them in the garden or something like that. Okay, it was then. But this movie, it was tough to watch. It was fine for like the first half. And then I started seeing it do that slow burn. It, it just it led to like the worst ending. Not the worst ending. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. The most deep depressing ending of a movie I've probably ever seen other than Maggie with Arnold Schwarzenegger where his daughter unalives herself after like slowly dying turning into a zombie it's just like the whole movie is her just turning into a zombie and then unaliving herself at the end why is that word it, so funny to me unalive if you say the other thing you get in trouble with like social media now or whatever they would never like okay fuck it if i say she kills herself right you get flagged all over the place for some stupid reason and because like it has to do with suicide which i mean sucks it's it's shitty but now people are starting to say unaliving you're right i don't want to get canceled on our second episode can you imagine getting cancel like i wouldn't be surprised they probably just cancel us because they're like fuck these guys these guys suck anyways yeah the quickest canceling in podcast history you think so shit i was hoping on the first one i i did too i thought we were gonna get canceled after us talking about kids dying but it's happening again here we are again talking about this stuff oh my god <laughs> Oh, can we stop talking about kids dying? No, man, that's just our subject matter, apparently. Oh, my God. We went so in detail about that scene of the kid getting killed last time. That was absurd. Why did we go so in depth with that? Because it was part of the story. It was uh, a lot of detail that needed to be explained. So people wanted to watch it. And it worked because people told me that they wanted to watch it after listening to that episode. Hey, Shudder, pay us. Yeah, I know. I want that money. Okay, no, it's fine, Shudder. Maybe one day we'll work together. But Shudder's got some great stuff. Maybe one day we'll friggin' review cock pee pee movies or whatever. You what know, in the world? Peacock. Is that peacock. what you were trying to say? Yeah, I'd like to say cock pee pee or whatever the fuck. All right, I'll let it go. You'll let it go? Yeah, we're not going to edit that one out. No, I don't want to edit that one out. Fuck Perfect. That. They're going to start referring to it as cock pee pee. I'm going to go watch a cock pee pee movie. <laughs> oh, I heard the Halloween ends is on Kaka Pee Pee. Well, that perfectly describes that movie, so. <laughs> yeah, Kaka Pee Pee, that one. Okay, this is not an advertisement for Shudder, I assure you. Shit, we are running low on time already. This shit happens quick, doesn't it? We just fucking, we start talking about all sorts of bullshit and go a little off topic, and then we're like, oh, we got 15 minutes left. Yeah, it's perfect. I love it. It's great. That's why I like doing this. We have to get our shit in quick and then go. Okay, so we can talk a little bit about the end because this is where it really gets fucked up. Because the whole movie up until the ending was just weird. And then the ending turned into a nightmare. It's something that still doesn't sit well with me. I don't know about you. Like I said, I watched it again last night because I wanted to be fresh for this. And I definitely had trouble falling asleep again last night because it left that pit in my stomach. It was so rough. Off. It was so rough to watch because they let it happen. That line where Luis said, why do you do this? And he's like, because you let me. Yep. 
Exactly. Yep. And it's exactly what happened. If I was a father and they were doing this to my child, you better believe I'd be fighting back like crazy. They didn't have a gun. They had a dull pair of scissors. That's all they had. That was like one of those pair of scissors you get when you're in fucking kindergarten, like those construction paper scissors. Oh, yeah. I mean, those things still cut, but Jesus. They hacked this little girl's tongue off with a pair of construction paper scissors. It was awful because they barely even held the mother down. They grabbed the daughter and they just started cutting off her tongue. I'm just, I'm blown away that the parents didn't do shit because they had no weapons. They could have easily just actually stopped them and whoop-de-doo, get stabbed by a dull pair of scissors to save your child. Okay. I mean, that's something I would do, but they just let it happen. You're right. Patrick was like, because you let it happen. And that's exactly what they did. So this is basically all this. This is the scene that we also find out why Abel isn't able to speak for the whole movie is because they are basically kidnapping kids and they kill the kid. Like Abel ends up dying. They drown Abel in a pool and Abel's like seven years old for our listeners here. Mm -hmm. Also disturbing. That's where we find out that they have like this whole underground ring here where they're kidnapping kids, cutting their tongues out so they can't speak. Yeah, it's nuts. I cringed like you wouldn't believe with that part. I cringed so hard because sometimes when you see stuff like that, it's just so damn violent. And I have no problem with violence, but when it comes to seeing a child's tongue getting cut off with a dull pair of scissors, my hands were over my face like, oh my God, no. The whole idea that she's getting pulled away from her family, they're chopping her tongue off and there's blood squirting everywhere like you feel for everyone involved except the people that are doing these terrible things it's awful the whole scene is awful but part of me is like as a parent you probably should have did better you probably should have tried they had multiple opportunities to leave they could have done something to combat them and then it gets to the end where obviously the daughter gets taken her tongue's cut out the parents are still in the car and they're just mortified they're completely still they're distraught. They're not talking. They're just completely lethargic. And yeah, then the look, look on Bjorn's face was, it said it all, really. The actor did really good pulling off that scene. Mm-hmm, yep. And speaking of pulling off, they go back to that place where Bjorn was screaming to let out his anger. Patrick and Karen told them that they should strip their clothes. So Bjorn and Luis, they strip down completely naked. Patrick and Karen, they take their clothes and they tell Bjorn and Luis to go down a hill. And this is gnarly. I'm going back to this whole thing is that they didn't have any weapons. They could have easily just done something about this, but they didn't. And I was like rooting for them to do something, but they just did not. It was very odd. You want to? I was thinking that scene. What's that? What were you thinking? What is wrong with Bjorn's dick? Did you see that thing? Yeah, it was like a mushroom coming out of a moss patch. Yeah, that's accurate. It was like a little pointed torpedo. Yeah, a little guy, you know, just kind of hanging out. What is with the pubes, by the way? Whenever you see movies and they go like full frontal, giant bush all the time. And I'm like, listen, I keep it nice and clean, like streamlined down there, you know, aerodynamic. And these people, they just, I don't know if they're like cold, extra cold down there. They got to keep it warm. They got to have a on the hair or what? There's a lot going on for these actors. I mean, Louise was was nice, but Bjorn did not give a fuck. Bjorn clearly not. Bjorn was hairless over his whole entire body, minus that spot, which was like a giant patch. I think he was just making up for the fact he didn't have hair anywhere else, and it's just migrated down there. 
Did he not have hair on his head? Oh, no, he had hair on his head, but like hairless body. That's uh, what I'm getting at. He likes swimmer body. Okay. Did not notice. I'll watch it again just for that. Yeah. Just make sure when you go back next time, rewatch the scene of them just being naked, standing there petrified. Perfect. Awesome. Best part of the movie. Not no, really. No, the best part is the scissor part. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Well, so what happens though, after they strip down to nothing, they go down this hill. They're told to lay down, right? Well, they were literally hugging each other and kissing like they knew they were about to get their shit pushed in and all of a sudden Luis gets cracked in the side of the head with a boulder oh my god yeah and that was it she went down like a sack of potatoes it was gnarly too because Patrick and Karen just kept throwing boulders at them and kept doing it until they both died part of me was hoping at the end that Bjorn survived and got up and would have maybe tried to save his daughter nope they both straight up just were unalived where was he gonna go the car drove away yeah I know but yeah the car car drove away he's completely naked it's probably cold out he's beaten and bruised they're just dead that was a gnarly way to die too but i felt like they should have made some sort of attempt to do something bjorn did try in the car but patrick beat the shit out of him Mm-hmm. Yeah, Patrick just like hit him a few times, and I guess that was it. Louise yeah. just sat back and watched it happen, man. She had her popcorn and everything. Yep, she was just like, oh, I guess I'm here for the show. Just freaking mound down popcorn. Like, oh, my kid's tongue was just cut out, and my husband's getting beat to the shit. But that's okay. All right, let me just eat the stale-ass popcorn to get from freaking AMC or some bullshit. I don't remember how it even happened. So Bjorn, Louise, and Agnes were leaving, and did they run out of gas? Car just break down? They got stuck in a field. Okay, and- so Bjorn runs out going to look for help. And naturally, when he comes back, Luis and Agnes are gone because that's a given. You never leave the freaking family behind. Man, I feel like shit talking about this. Yeah, it's a rough one to watch. It's definitely not as silly as Christmas Bloody Christmas. That's for damn sure. This is very melancholy. Just the downer of a movie. It's just down. It's nothing but downhill until you get to the very bottom and you're like, well, this sucks. This is a rough end. We don't by any means want you guys not to watch this. It's still a good movie. It's just the shock factor. If you're going to watch it, just be prepared that the end is going to be a pain in the ass. It's yep. not It's not going to be fun to watch. It's going to be miserable. You probably won't sleep or you'll have trouble sleeping that night. You might throw up your dinner. All right, probably not. But I mean, you never know. Maybe they're eating something bad. Maybe they're eating from friggin... I don't know, Applebee's or something. Fuck's wrong with Applebee's. Nothing's wrong with Applebee's. I was trying to think of like a place that was just mediocre food. I don't know. You know, people give me so much shit for liking Olive Garden. I found out that a lot of their stuff is just frozen. Welcome to 2022, Steve. I'm glad you finally fucking found that out. You know what? I love it. I don't care. I love their dry ass chicken parmesan. I only go to that shithole when they have that never ending pasta thing in the fall. Mm -hmm. I love pasta, so. Oh yeah. When I walk in there, I'm like pulling up my belly at a buffet. The other day, we went to Olive Garden, actually a couple weeks ago. We went on lunch and uh, the rest of the day, we were fucking useless. I just wanted to <laughs> just walk into the bathroom and throw a finger down my throat. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm well aware of that. But whenever I go there, they're like, oh, okay, you good? I'm like, no, I want another bowl. <laughs> and then I want another bowl. And they're just like, okay. 
Just keep them coming, like at the Chinese buffet. Yep. <laughs> Just keep it coming. Just keep giving me bowls. But I don't fuck around when it comes to the all-you-can-eat pasta at Golden Corral. I almost said Golden Corral. There we go again. We're not talking about Golden Corral again. Jeez. That's an Easter egg for you guys. You have to watch episode one to understand what I meant by Golden Corral. Olive Garden's okay. It's fine. But uh, the, fact, the fact of the matter is, you may lose your lunch watching this friggin' movie. Because I know it's unsettling. It's very unsettling to watch. When I saw that whole scene with the kids tongue getting cut off i cringed and it take a lot for me to cringe unless it's things like kids getting their tongues cut out anything eye related eye or teeth related it doesn't sit well with me but with that in mind that's the 30 minutes thank you so much for listening to us today be sure to check out speak no evil it's on shutter be prepared for the ending because that sucks it's tough to watch is what it is Dimmick, what do you think of the movie in general give it like a star rating thumbs up whatever what do you think my review scale i got a four it wasn't perfect i liked it again be prepared not a lot happens you might be bored for a little while but shit hits the fan probably after the first hour and it just builds and builds and builds until the scissors come out basically one of my favorite movies of 2022 easy interesting call the first time I watched it, I was putting together an Ikea filing cabinet. So I was aggravated with that. Maybe the slowness of the movie aggravated me. But then going back and watching the second time, I was like, oh, okay, this is freaking wild. You know what? I might give a 3.5 out of 5. Maybe do that. I'll go a little bougie with the point system. There we go. I like yeah, it. You like it? Because you know, sometimes movies don't deserve round numbers. So maybe I'll go a 3.5 out of 5. I thought it was great. Slow burn all the way. So you're just going to sit there and feel like you're watching some sort of weird movie with family that just doesn't get the other family. And then shit hits the fan. But definitely recommend checking it out. Get shutter. It's $4.75 a month. It's cost a cup of coffee. I pay more for my frigging camera latte at Starbucks. That's best way to explain how cheap it is. You pay that much for a cup of coffee, you're a fucking idiot. I love my camera lattes. You are a bougie bitch. I'm really a bougie bitch. I get called that sometimes. I don't know. I like a bougie coffee. I like the finer things I get. You go to Starbucks and pay that much for a coffee. Damn. Uh, yeah, fuck it. But if I had my way, I would go to some other coffee, like local coffee place. But if Starbucks is there and I feel like having a coffee, I'm getting a caramel latte. Whatever. More power to you. You can have all the Dunkin' Donuts you want. I don't like Dunkin' either. I make my own, man. My own black coffee. Oh, okay. You know, I've gotten turned on to is a Stork coffee. Stork cold brew coffee? Not familiar. I order from this company called Bones all the time now. All right. Yeah. Maybe we can get them to sponsor us. I'm emailing them this podcast when we're done with this episode. Perfect. Because, you know, we're talking about Bones. It makes sense. Horror podcast, Bones, Black Coffee, South itself. Maybe Starbucks too. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. They'll, I'll hit up just, the CEO. They'll mark us as spam as soon as I email them. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll hit up the CEO and oh, maybe we'll talk. Well, good luck. Let me know how it goes. Yeah, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. But everyone, be sure to check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash 30 screams or less. Subscribe to us on YouTube at 30 screams or less. If you have any movie suggestions that you want us to watch and review on this podcast, leave a comment on Facebook and let us know what you want us to watch. Also, let us know where we can find it in case we're scouring all these streaming services trying to find the fucking thing. But let us know. With that in mind, everyone, thank you so much for listening to 30 Screams or Less. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. And have a good one. Catch you next time.